Welcome to the Answers from Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalone. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Today we have Mike Boink. Mike's a man who is seeking a life of significance for himself and family. He realized life was too comfortable and he wasn't depending on God enough. Mike, now that we've got that out of the way, what else would you like listeners to know about yourself? Uh, basics, married to my wife, Krista. It'll be, it's our 25th year this year, uh, so that's coming up in June. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, two children. My oldest is 19, just this week turned 19, and he's uh, back living uh, in Holland, Michigan. And then my 17-year-old daughter who's with us yet. So we've been um, on the road for just over five years living in an RV and traveling the USA. Sounds like an interesting life. It has been, yeah. Um, what made you decide to pursue this life of travel? number of reasons. The Kind of the, the tipping point was my oldest turning 13 and feeling like I had just put a two-year-old to bed and he walked out, you know, 13 and realizing we had a teenager now and that time together as a family, you know, you could see an end point um, all of a sudden. So it just kind of lit a fire under us to start um, thinking about this idea that we've been kind of kicking around for a while and, and really kind of taking it seriously. So a number of reasons, but, but his aging was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Have you learned anything from this five years of travel? I'm, I'm sure you're probably leading your family in a different way. Yeah, I think choosing to kind of check out of the formulatic suburban life and figure life out on our own terms, we kind of went through that same process with every belief system that we had. So we've we've kind of completely reinvented our faith life. We've completely reinvented friendships. Um, we look at college and that whole experience differently. Like I always kind of warn people when they come to us and talk about wanting to do a similar, a similar thing. Like, you know, are you ready for, you know, completely reinventing yourself as a person and probably looking sort of strange to people who used to think you were normal? You said you kind of reinvented yourself. Um, what does that look like? Now, from a, like from a faith perspective, I mean, we, we grew up in West Michigan. Uh, wife and I are both very much steeped in West Michigan church culture. Both grew up in the church, met in a church-sponsored group, married in the church, um, the whole thing. And so that aspect of our world, what we found was that the travel lifestyle and that the, the typical church life just don't mesh together. Um, you, you're just you're moving too much. You can't keep going to the same church. And so you end up being always the visitor, and that really is awkward. And um, churches don't tend to want to invest in you because you're going to be gone next week, and we didn't want to invest in the church because we're going to be gone next week. Um, so we had to refigure out what is our faith life. Well, I guess the bigger question that we had to figure out is, do we need to stop traveling? I mean, with this, these two things don't work together. Which one has to go? We have to figure out one or the other. And I just came to these premises, like, is God the God of all people? Yes. Are we the first nomadic people ever? No. Like, every culture has its nomadic people. So, so is God the God of nomadic people? Yes. So um, so it's not God. He's still our God. And uh, there still has to be a way to 
be part of the church, uh, being nomadic. So we really kind of came back to this, you know, the typical formula of church in North America. This just doesn't work for us, and there has to be another way out there. So read, you know, a number of books and uh, came across one. And the main one that's really been life-changing for us is one called Finding Church by an author named Wayne Jacobson. And he just does a really good job of, I mean, his premise is, did Jesus say he was going to build the church? And did he say he was going to be successful at it? And, you know, yes, on both counts. Well, look at the church in North America. Is this what you think of as success in a church world? And if not, then where's the church that Jesus is building? Because he, he isn't going to fail at it. And for Wayne, it was realizing that his church is the God, that people that God put in his path kind of normally. And that turns out that that kind of, we believe that as well. Like it just, um, we look for church experiences to happen not on a schedule, you know, not on a certain day at a certain time, not led by a professional pastor necessarily, but it's that, you know, and two or more come together, you know, that's church going on. So those kind of organic moments um, have become really important for us. And um, I think we do a much better job at recognizing. So, I mean, that's the way we invented ourselves from a, from a faith perspective. You know, we get so focused at the church is a building. Yeah. When, you know, honestly, see, I don't think that's really the, the, the way it should have been. You it's know, not. And, and just, we'll say it's not. Like, we'll say, like, you know, church is the people. We, you know, we have a little nursery rhyme with, you know, church is the people. And, but, yeah, we don't act that way. And when you say church, people think building. And when you say go to church, they think go to building. So I think kind of what we say and do is two different things there. We, we really need to get away from that kind of mindset. And it looks like you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, and it's really hard. I mean, it's been five years on the road. And I think just within the last maybe 18 months, we're more or less comfortable with this idea. I mean, I, although I still still think like on a, any given Sunday morning, there's still this little nagging, you know, voice at the back of my head saying, you really should be at a church somewhere. Um, but not so much anymore. And, and we've just gotten comfortable waiting for God's rhythm in those moments and not trying to dictate them um, either by place or by, by schedule. With all your travels, you're doing a bit of writing and leading others in this pursuit. Mm -hmm. right. Where are you doing that? Uh, as far as online? Or? Yes, online. Sorry. That's our, yeah, that's our blog, Ditching Suburbia. We've, we've kind of identified four core desires in people who do this thing like we're doing. Uh, and that's closer family, simpler living, richer education, and uncommon adventures. So we're trying to blog around those topics and you know, simpler living, kind of the um, getting rid of your stuff and living more minimalistically and only having the stuff that, that's around that's important to you. Closer family, just pulling ourselves out of these suburban lives where everyone has their own agenda and schedule and maybe meets, you know, over, over a dinner table for an hour, but then is off to their separate activities again. And sports schedules and church schedules that just kind of pull, pull apart the family. Right. And the richer education, like our audience are all homeschoolers um, out of necessity for moving. Well, I guess you can still you can still travel and be part of an online school, but they tend to be homeschool folks. Because one of the one of the desires in doing this is, you know, let's not read about Gettysburg in a book. Let's go there. I mean, let's learn about the history where it happened. Let's learn about cultures by being in those cultures. And then the uncommon adventures, like I. I just think especially for, for men, there's this desire to have an adventure. There's still that adventurous spirit. And how do you do that as a family? How do you, how do you have a, 
how do you have a true adventure and not one that's been designed for you? Like, I just, I have this thing sort of against, I don't like places like big amusement parks with big, you know, mice as their main characters, <laughs> um, because it's such a designed experience and, you know, everywhere you look has been carefully sculpted and every line you walk through has, you know, the, the sounds you hear and the smells you smell and the things that you see have all been designed for you by someone you know, working in an office. And I don't like that. I like to have authentic experiences that God provides. So, you know, to go to a national park and just get out in nature or, you know, work like the the place that we're at right now is an animal rescue facility. And just having experiences that aren't designed for me is really important. And how has this impacted you? Uh, It's... It's really made me aware of how designed our world has become and how... We seem to desire, we seem to build up comfort as a, comfort and safety as our primary goals in life. Like everything about the suburban life seems like it's all about mitigating risk, mitigating discomfort. Um, And you end up just sort of insulating yourself away from the world. And everything that we've done in getting out of the suburbs has been kind of ripping away those layers of comfort. And I think we've even gotten comfortable in this mode like i've just kind of been feeling lately like we need to maybe even change it up again um whether that's a trip overseas or or some other mode but we're we're kind of we've we've left one formula and and kind of run and and are now after five years kind of finding another one i think so basically you're almost to a point of getting into another rut yeah yeah it's it's really easy to do. Like we're back in an area that we were in a couple of years ago. So it's really easy to want to go back to that, that RV park we were at before. Like we know where it's at. We know we can get in and out. We know the price schedule and you really have to consciously take a stand to say, no, we're going to go to a new spot this time and try something new and different. Even though we're, we're around those places that are familiar to us, we're going to choose to not go there because that's just not as adventurous. And through all of this, have you found that you're leading your family or yourself differently? Yeah, I think so. I think we're, from my perspective, we're doing a better job at focusing on experiences over stuff. Um, We are not caught up in chasing down a nicer house, a newer car. Um, I think we're we're learning to live. We have this phrase like we own our days. So we, we have control of our days. We we can decide when we work. We we can decide when we go outside. We don't have to ask anybody to take a vacation day or go, go away for a day. And my kids won't be able to do that right away. Like, you know, my, my oldest has left now, and he's working a factory job and renting an, an apartment back in West Michigan. So he doesn't own his days. And I told him, like, you know, you don't get to right away. <laughs> That's something that you you have to work for. But he's seen it. And I think he has, you know, he has it in mind while working now that if he wants to, he can work to get back to that state down the road um, of owning his own days. But yeah, and I think we're just we're being more purposeful about about church and faith. I I really outsourced a lot of that. I would say like I I just let the church take care of it, and we just go to church every week, and and kind of that's that's what we do. And not having that in our life, like, okay, we've got to take this on ourselves now and figure out and, just, and be more purposeful about figuring out what, what that means in our world. Um, so, you know, certainly more proactive about figuring those things out for ourselves. 
I noticed one of the things that you said you were trying to figure out on your website was the ability to dream big. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, what caused you to forget what it was like to dream big? It was a comfortable suburban life. Like, it just... It was almost like a drug, it seemed like. <laughs> um, I think we were just sort of living the formula that we thought we were supposed to live. And just... I'm, I'm really envious... Not envious. I'm really impressed by younger folks these days. I don't know if it's just having the internet around that maybe we didn't have when we were their age, but... Um, it seems like I meet a lot of younger people who just have a much bigger worldview than I had at their age. I just never thought about moving overseas. I never thought about, you know, as a mid 20 something buying an RV and traveling the country at that age. I just never thought about doing that stuff. And I, I meet younger folks now who are thinking that way, that big, that early. And it just, it really impresses me. And I'm, I'm so happy that they're able to do that. You know, and we came to it. It just took a little longer and a little later in life. But even even now, as you know, as the RV thing starts to feel a little familiar, you know, I'll throw ideas like, "Well, let's just sell everything and move to Europe." You know, we can have those sorts of ideas now where I never would have in the past. All right. So it sounds like you're you're starting to recapture the ability to dream big. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think just being unencumbered by a lot of overhead. I mean, we could we could probably realistically do that process in in two weeks. Wow. You know. <laughs> Because we just don't have that much stuff. I mean, by the time you get rid of a truck and trailer and, you know, pack some suitcases with your clothes, we wouldn't really have all that much left to get rid of. That's true. Probably makes it a lot nicer that you can just make those decisions. Yeah, we're much lighter on our feet in that regard. Awesome. You also mentioned that you want to have good stories to tell. Yeah. Or live good stories. Yeah. What, What does that look like to you? That is just having experiences and it's funny because I've been coaching my kids. So I've been telling them this for, you know, all five years now. Like, you're going to have, like, you don't even know yet. You can't even you can't even see it yet. But later in life, like, you're going to be in these situations where you're going to have these stories to tell that nobody else has. And, you know, A, you've got to be, you know, humble and gracious about that and not come off like a braggart. But, you know, those stories will help you stand out and be memorable. And my son, when he was interviewing for this job that he got, during the interview, he was talking about his life, and the, the gal interviewing him mentioned that she wanted to go down to the Keys for her vacation. And he's like, well, you need to go to this state park, and you need to go scuba diving here, and there's this great turtle museum. And he was giving her this, you know, like, guided tour of the Keys. And sure enough, she, like, booked that whole trip pretty much on his recommendation. But I'm like, I'm like, dude, there's the stories at work right there. Like, she didn't interview anybody else that had that story, and it, it helped you stand out in her mind. Right. Yeah, hopefully she enjoyed the trip. Oh, she had to be. There's, it's, you can't miss with those. The things that you recommended in the keys are just can't miss things. <laughs> All right, we're getting ready to wrap up. Do you have any books you would recommend to listeners to live a life like this? Oh, I mean, the art of nonconformity and everything. Everything he's got out there is is good. Um, trying to think from a family perspective, kind of depends. Some of it depends on the mode that you want to take. So in the RV world, there's some books about you know how to get on the road full-time. In the boating world, there's books on how to go full-time boating with kids. We're working on our own book, kind of telling the broader story than that, of you know, not necessarily so much here's a how to do a certain type of, you know, buy an RV or buy a boat, but just more from a motivation and expectations point of view, um, 
what people who do this kind of life, why they do it, what do they find, how you know, how does it go for them, but almost a more philosophical sort of book than a, than a how-to book. And do you have any parting words of wisdom for the listeners today? Oh, it's... You know, we're not trying to pull people out of lives that they're happy with. You know, I'll get this question like, oh, my brother-in-law, he lives in the suburbs, and, you know, we look at his life and, you know, we think he should change, but he's happy. And I'm like, well, if he's happy, leave him there. What The people that we're wanting to talk with, it's almost like I picture them where they're like, you get your head heads down and you're just walking along, looking at the ground, living a life kind of according to expectations or just taking what's coming, but... There's some people who would just stop and kind of look up and look around, almost like you thought you knew where you were at, but suddenly you realize that you're not where you thought you were at. That's the moment we want to intersect with people, that moment of putting their head up going, wait, this is not where I thought I was going to be. You know, what what are my options at this point? And so that's kind of where our site in our book is kind of intersect with people. So if that describes you, get your head up looking around going, this is not where I thought I was going to be by this point in my life, you know, come check our site out and, and shoot me an email. All right. Thank you for those words, Mike. It was great chatting with you tonight. Yeah. And thank you for sharing with the listeners. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I know today's episode was a little different. We didn't hear a story on how to lead better at work. Instead, Mike's journey is all about leading his family on a new adventure, and I've found that to be extremely important. Too many families, mine included, are living a life of routine. We go to work, we come home, we do family time, and then go to bed, all to repeat it in the morning, forgetting that we need to lead at home as well. There's a lot to think about with Mike's story. Are you leading your family in new and exciting ways? Are you even leading your family? These are all important questions we need to ask ourselves every day. If you want to find Mike online, you can find links to his blog and social media profiles, show notes, and more at jmlalonde.com slash 018. Until next time, continue to lead well.